So just to kick off, guys, like always, my name is IU Dub, co-founder here at ConnectMD. We're joined here today on the stage. We have the one and only Devin Jones. So let's get a quick introduction of yourself, and then we'll kick off. You forgot the MD, Devin MD Jones. You got you to do the whole thing. It's the brand. <laughs> there you go. I was, I, was leaving, I was leaving it to you. All right, I'm Devin M.D. Jones. Um, I'm a personal trainer, stretch therapist, reflexologist, and um, I work with the stretch therapist team um, to produce the performance stretch system. I am uh, the chief information officer for the stretch therapist, so I handle on all the information uh, that's disseminated throughout <laughs> Yeah. Um, managing the customer relations team, um, handling what gets put on our website, handling the Facebook group for the performance stretch system, teaching the courses, and also evaluating the exams. So I got a, I got a lot of jobs under there. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. On <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, guys, we're going to be talking all stretch therapy and, you know, this is kind of it's still in the scope of, you know, all things sports medicine that, you know, we always we always discuss here at ConnectMD. It's just, you know, we're, we're trying to include all the disciplines involved of, you know, getting these athletes and just the general public, you know, at 100% and at their best. And, you know, stretching, we all know the importance of it, but there's no better than Devin M.D. Jones here to tell us more about that. So let's kick off and just Devin M.D. Jones, let's talk. What is stress therapy? Let's start there. Uh, stretch therapy is assisted stretching. Um, it's branched out a little bit more where we actually do teach stretching. Um, and a lot of people are like, well, why don't I just go to yoga? Yoga is a little bit different in that yoga is yoga. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's its own thing in itself. Stretch therapy includes mobility training, um, static and dynamic train, uh, stretching, um, and uh, with assisted stretching, which is what we really focus on, that's what we teach other personal trainers, yoga professionals, uh, massage therapists, anybody within that realm, that's what we teach them to do. We teach them how to assist people in stretching, um, going from the point of assessment um, in terms of all the different levels of assessment, uh, visual, mobility, uh, then they do the stretch and then they go into reassessment and then also the assigning of homework, which is really great when you have like athletes, uh, personal trainers who are taking these courses um, because they take, they bring another level of, to the actual point of therapy. Okay, sweet, sweet. And then just like you, you said something important there, like starting with the assessment. So can you just kind of describe, you know, the typical kind of the run through of, you know, the whole system kind of, kind of thing. Let's start there in terms of that. Typical. There yeah. is no typical. There's no typical. <laughs> yeah, there is no typical. Everybody's body is different. Sure. There is no like, and that's the thing that I feel like we are getting better at getting away from in terms of our industry, in terms of manual therapy as such, in that under thinking that everybody has to look the exact same. Yeah. Right. Um, and everybody's built different and everybody has different experience. So that client history is probably more important than anything. Okay. So understanding where that client went, what they did before that in order to get there. So when you're talking about athletes and such, you have to look at the, what sport are they playing? Okay. Right. Okay. Because if you're looking at, let's say you're looking at a baseball pitcher, right. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at them and you're like, oh, well, your right arm is more developed than your left arm and this shoulder's like that. I'm like, yeah. Mm. 
yeah, taking everything into Exactly. It's going to be, and that's actually okay for them, right? Because like what you're going to now work on is you're going to work on that balance so that in order to prevent injury when they are doing what they need to do. Same thing with, um, I've had a swimmer, I had a professional swimmer. She was a young professional swimmer come onto my table recently. And she was um, really like upper body focused. And she had a lot of, lot of stuff going on with her chest. She's like, oh, my chest is so tight. Okay. But as a swimmer, we sat there and had a conversation. I'm like, okay, so show me. I'm not a swimmer, right? I've swam, but I'm not a professional <laughs> swimmer. I don't do that for hours, right? Sure. So I was like, walk me through it. Let's talk about it. So when you do, what's your stroke, right? So we yeah. literally walked through her stroke. And that's where you get the assessment, right? Sure. The assessment comes from what do you do naturally and what do you do normally and have to do on a regular basis? Yeah, for sure. Right. My apologies. Nothing is typical. No, nah. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a judgment. It was. No, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But we, you know, especially, you know, so in traditional medicine, you know, that's what we kind of learn. But then, know, for sure, that's that's an important thing you said. And, and we touched up on that in the last session, even with meniscus injuries. And Dr. Nima, he covered that, too, with, with just age not being the single component. Somebody asked a question in the audience, it just depends on what that person is and, you know, on a multi multifactorial basis and it's so individualized. So yeah, there's a lot of layover with that. So in general, let's, let's talk now, you know, we've, we've gone through the assessments now. Let's talk about, you know, session by session, like what are the benefits that we start seeing then with stress therapy? Um, mobility, increased mobility in general um, we encourage, like, the way that I teach in my courses is it's not just about the stretch. Um, we actually, we actually are doing, um, I do monthly live sessions in our Facebook group for, for the performance stretch system. Sure. And what happens in those groups is we talk about assessment and we talk about it's not just about the stretch, right? Mm -hmm. You have to know what to stretch, what to activate, yeah. Okay. Right. So those are really, it's a really hard, thin line to figure that out, but it comes with practice. It comes with doing it more and more. And honestly, understanding your body and movement in general so that you can help other people understand what's going on. Yeah. I think I always say the thing that makes me a really good therapist is that I've hurt everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I've had, we can yeah. speak on that now, you know, yeah. Your, your, your previous history as an athlete too so let's talk about that and, and you know the things that you've learned along the way too so that's I think that's a very important statement um I was a triple jumper so if, I know a lot of people are not that familiar with triple jump triple jump is hell on your body um because you're doing you're literally doing three jumps back to back so ankles knees hips all the way up your body is getting impact 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 and you're doing that training six days a week. Wow. And uh, I was in a lot of pain. Like, um, I'm a lot older now. And I always say, I wish I had my 22-year-old body with my 42-year-old knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, if I knew as much as I do now, I feel like, like, I was so close to going to the Olympics back then. Yeah. I, I for sure would have gone to the Olympics yeah. if I knew, if I knew and understood my body so much more. So I feel like athletes today have access to so much more 
um, information and so much diff more specialists and options, yeah. right? Because when I work with different athletes, so like I take my experience of being an athlete and I apply that. So that's why I know when I'm dealing with those clients, right? I'm like, oh, you're a swimmer. Show me what you do, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, that's what I need to understand because I understand as a triple jumper, my right leg was way more developed because I do two jumps on my right leg and one, one on my left, right? So there has to be different things and different mechanisms within my body that I need access to. So one side needs to be more mobile while the other side needs to be more stabilized, right? So understanding those things within the athletes and then working with them um, to help them understand what's going on in their body so that when they feel like, let's, let's use an example, when I was out on the field on Sunday, out for my first run, right? So I don't run, run, I sprint, because yeah. I, I get bored very yeah. easily. <laughs> I have to, for my cardio, I have to play, I have to play basketball yeah. or something. I have yeah, to, and, have and that is great. Yeah. Like whatever to, it takes to get it in, right? So I like do my runs, um, I'll do tempo runs to begin with. So it was my first run out, right? And like I said, I'm 42. So I can't just pick up and start running. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got, you got to work into it. <laughs> So I did my first tempo run, just feeling, you know, where it's like feeling that technique, running, yeah. running. And then I was feeling what was going on in my hamstring, right? Because my ham, I always have hamstring issues throughout the years. Yeah. So as an athlete, if you can get your athlete to know and understand, hey, this is your injury. This is what it should feel like, what it shouldn't feel like when you're doing these movements, then you could prevent injury. Okay. Okay. Right? So a lot of that is gaining that understanding, being able to share and communicate that properly within that relationship that you have with that person that yeah. you're working with. Yeah. And, yeah. and in terms of, you, you mentioned at the start, it's your assisted, like it's assisted stretching. So can you speak more on, you know, the differences with like dynamic and static stretching and just some of the benefits of each and, you know, just let the people know like the importance when you should be doing them and just from your experience, what's, what's worked with, the, with your clients and the athletes that you work with? It's a mix of everything. So it's, you can actually create an activation through stretching. So stretching is very, very integral. Um, and people don't re always realize the relationship between strength and flexibility. Mm -hmm. That's what creates your mobility, okay. right? You put those two together so like just stretching all the time and that's your only exercise, you're probably not going to get that much more flexible or mobile, right? You're yeah. still going to have, keep having those same issues. Yeah. So combining those two. So when you come in for a stretch, so say we're doing uh, the performance stretch system, which is a floor-based program. Um, I use that a lot with my personal training clients also, just because a lot of times you're out and about, right? Like yeah. if you're training outside, you're not going to be like, oh, I got to get you on the table. <laughs> so you know you just drop on the yoga mat right and it's a combination so with dynamic stretching so we have like a move where you do hip rotations right so a client will be lying on the ground grab hold of their knee and their in their heel and you take them through hip rotations to create some mobility within the hips yeah. um if people um one of the big things that a lot of people have is lower back pain right so let's talk about that specifically, yeah, that. right? Because that's, that's a big thing that a yeah, lot of people have. Exactly. So a lot of people, in my experience, of course, there's always other factors. This is not the Bible I'm saying. But 
a lot, a lot, a lot of people, their back issues come from their glutes. It's just because one, it's either overactivated in terms of doing too much, right? So when you're working out and you're doing all these like, everybody's trying to increase their booty these days. So everybody's doing these hip thrusters 25,000 times a day. And then your back's a mess because now your back's like, oh, you gonna do all the work? Go ahead, you go do all the work. And then your glutes are over are, are overworked and then they fatigue. And then all of a sudden they turn off because they're like, oh, this is too hard. I don't want to do this anymore. And now you have some pain and you have imbalance within your glutes okay. and your lower well, back. For, for lower back pain. So since this is, it, it obviously it's, it's multifactorial. It's not the same for everybody. Yeah. The, the, the source of, of the pain. So let's talk more about, you know, let's use lower back pain as an example then for, mm-hmm. for like a session with you and, you know, what are like milestones, like what do you kind of, what kind of guides the, you know, the, to where it's restored? Like, what do you, what, do, what is the system? Explain that. Uh, I always, like I said, glutes, I always look at your glutes first. I always look to see if they're overactive, underactive, yeah. right? Um, depending on that. And the thing is, the most of the time, it's either one or the other. <laughs> the glutes are involved in some way, shape, yeah. or form, overactive or underactive. If they're underactive, what is actually being over, what is actually working instead of your glutes? Yeah. Right? Um, if it's overactive, you're like, okay, if we release the glutes, does that fix the problem? Right? So that's why you're always constantly assessing and reassessing. Okay. Right? You can't just be like, oh, okay, I released the glutes, all good. Yeah. Right? Your whole body works as a system. Yeah. Right? So one thing leads to another. So if you come in for an hour session and you're like, my lower back hurts, I'm not just going to work on your back. I may touch, I might not even touch your back. Right? I may just work on your glutes, your hips. I'm going to work everything around it. Right? What are, what are, what like, what are some of the things that you'd be doing? And are these things that can be done alone? Like, or do these have to be kind of, like what's the take home for, for them if, if they can't be there in person for a session, you know, during these times or even on a virtual session? What uh, you- I do. I, that's why I do virtual sessions. So I'll do like a 45 minute virtual session where we, it, everything again starts with assessment, okay. right? Yeah. So with that assessment, I will, I'll be able to tell through you be doing a couple of moves, um, uh, how you're moving. I can be able to tell because somebody was asking, how can you tell what's over yeah, and under active? Answer that. It's 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 a testing, that. it's testing, right? So it's like, um, does anybody does everybody know? I know when my glutes are over and underactive. Does do most people know when their glutes are over and underactive? No, <laughs> but it's because that's just what I like. That's my job, right? So that's what I do for a living. So when my clients come in, that's when we help. Then that's when we help to assess that in order to get to the root of that. So that's where I just wanted to answer that question really quick that came in. Um, but uh, I already forgot what I was saying. Do, 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 do. <laughs> in terms of telling, like, how, like, what, what are you using to guide if they're over or underactive, like, specifics, specifically? Um, because, and, and like I said, because if someone's coming in for strict assessment, like, they're like, I really want to know what this problem is. Most people who come in for a stress session are just like, I just want to, I just want to relax. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So within that, yes, I'm still doing all those things, but I'm just going to start stretching. So like after I've done the initial assessment, we've done the visual assessment. So I already have your client history. 
because you've already filled out your forms before you've come in. So I know that you were in a car accident in 2015 and you hurt your lower back and your neck, yeah. right? So now your lower back and your neck hurt still, okay? But because you didn't go to physio, you didn't, yeah. you didn't do anything else. You were just kind of like, uh, it's okay. better now, so right? In, in, in determining if that's over, you, you just need that full history, that full background yeah. to, to know what's compensating, okay. That makes sense. Well, that's part of it. That's, that's part, part of it. Of it. Okay. Yeah. I'm jumping Second. in front of my back. Exactly. I was yeah, like, yeah, wait, yeah. no, that's not all. Okay, then you do a visual assessment. So okay. normally I'll just get someone to stand on the mat yeah. um, and then do a walk around. And this is the same thing that we do. We teach within the performance stretch system. I teach yeah. the full assessment. So within that virtual session, the, virtu the visual, yeah. you're just going to um, look at all inconsistencies yeah. right okay. so like i said if you're if you're a person who is a regular person right where you like work out regularly or not regularly you sit at a desk all day and i'm looking at your shoulders right and one's here one's here i'm going to start asking questions i've asked you to try to understand how and why that's happening are you right-handed are you left-handed okay okay right things like that to understand when what is your favorite thing to do when are you on your phone all the time and how are you sitting when you yeah. play on your phone right okay. there's certain things that i'm collecting information constantly okay. right then we go into based on that assessment we're going to go into your mobility right i'm going to make you do something that you do regularly mm -hmm. so that i can understand how you move sometimes it's just like a matter of just walking across the room yeah. right so I can see how you walk and move. Sometimes it's a squat. Sometimes it's a toe touch. It depends on each person, depending on what things came out of that, right? Even if you're flat-footed, I'm seeing someone saying something about being flat-footed. I am very flat-footed, but I'm also very adjusted to being flat-footed. The rest of my body has adjusted to that. So that's why I say, like, there is no typical one-size-fits-all assessment, right? Because... If you've had something that is so natural and so normal for you and the rest of your body has adjusted very well to it, don't touch it. Yeah, okay. Don't touch it, right? Like, it's, it's, it's working. It's okay. Yeah. Leave it alone, right? Not everybody is going to have to be asymmetrical. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not for everybody. Okay. So then after we do that, then I'll go into the stretch. And while I'm stretching, I'm still assessing. I'm still assessing the whole time because... It's like, I always, I always say, it's like you're doing a science experiment. So remember when you went into science, you create a hypothesis, Yeah. right? Your hypothesis comes from your assessments. Yeah. So when you're doing the, the visual and the mobility assessment, you're creating a hypothesis in your mind to be me, you being me, the therapist, I'm yeah. creating a hypothesis in my mind to say, okay, I think it could be the, this, this, and possibly this. Mm. So I'm going to go into, I'm going to focus on those things, but I'm still going to stretch everything else. Mm. Right. I might just spend a little more time in this area. That, yeah, for sure. Right. That, and yeah. sometimes in the middle of a stretch without having to get people off the table, I'll do a reassessment. Like I'll do like a table assessment or a floor assessment exercise yeah. where I can see if I made a little bit of a difference or if there was a real little bit of change. Um, also introducing PNF stretching um, to make sure that you're getting um, the contraction and um, eccentric contraction. And um, yeah, so you're just going to, you're going to do all those things. And then at the end, you're going to reassess again, yeah. right? 
So you're going to reassess and be like, okay, was there improvements in this thing that we really wanted to improve? If there are, you're like, great. Improvement happened when we did uh -huh. these things. Yeah. So for your homework, I'm going to give you exercises that mimic exercises and stretches that mimic what we just did in that yeah. session. No, that's, that's I love that. That's very, uh, just the method, you know, very methodical and just uh, system and hypothesis based approach. So that, that's it's, like, the, it's the Devin method. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very hard that. For sure. I understood. That's, Damn a, it. that's a soundbite right there. <laughs> and you have to do so the hands. There's a few questions. You guys are already asking some great ones. Let's see. Um, somebody asked just in terms of the timing of stretching before or after a football game. You want you want to speak about that? I think that's something you know we we've all wondered. Regardless of the sport, it doesn't have to just be football. But uh, yeah, let's speak more about that in terms of the timing. Um, warm up is always very important. Uh, way more dynamic stretching than than static. Um, sometimes you do need static. Like I have a quad issue right now. So I do some static stretching with that quad before, yeah. but then it's not the last thing I do. If you're doing static stretching, do not end on static stretching and then go do something, mm -hmm. right? Make sure you're doing dynamic, you're warming up the muscles and getting them ready for movement. So when you're doing dynamic stretching, you're turning your muscles off. Yeah. Okay, so just think about that aspect. You don't want to turn your muscles off right before you use them. Exactly. So you're going to create a mobility mo movement mo movement in order in order to be able to compete, and then um, always stay warm throughout. Yeah. Um, because if you let if you let those muscles turn down, that's where those also those injuries come from. Also. Yeah. Um, and then in the final, when you're done. You want to do it's if you know that's the last thing you're going to do again, that's when you can start doing your static stretching, right? Because your muscles are ready to be turned off. You know, they're going into rest mode and that's the best way to turn them off in order for them to recover better. Because if you don't do that and you just like stop moving it, your muscles don't know automatically that it's okay for them to rest. You're literally kind of just being like, okay, guys, go to sleep. It's like, <laughs> you know, you're. <laughs> You're like, okay, guys, it's okay. You're giving them, the, you're giving them the signal. Okay, please. So there's a few more questions here. So sure. guys, keep on asking them. Everybody in the audience, these are, these are great and very insightful, and I love it because we these are things we could use in our everyday life. So that's why I really love this session. So somebody asked previously about um, the use of foam rollers. I'll, I'll pin that up on the screen. Um, All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you use foam rollers on clients? Uh, do I use them while I'm stretching them? No, I do encourage they use them on themselves. Um, the thing is with, I'm a very hands-on person. Um, I'm not a big fan of the, what's it called? The gun thing. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know what that massage is. Gun, massage gun. Massage gun yeah. that everybody's using with their clients. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of it because you can't actually feel how deep it's going, mm. right? If you're doing it on yourself, you can adjust accordingly really fast. But if you're doing it on somebody else, same thing with a foam roller, you can't really adjust pressure mm -hmm. quickly enough in order to prevent complete injury, yeah. right? Like you might go too deep really too fast. Yeah. 
and then all of a sudden you have an injury and there's a problem. Versus if you're doing it yourself, you can go in gingerly. Massage guns, great, do it on yourself. I don't encourage doing it on other people, okay. right? Um, I'm very, very hands-on for that. Foam rollers, yeah, I'm a big fan of foam rollers. I have two different levels of foam rollers. So I have a softer foam roller and I have a harder foam roller. So there's certain areas um, of my body that I can do the, the harder foam roller. And then there's other areas like quads and stuff. A lot of people have crazy tight quads. Make sure you're using a softer foam roller. If you're using that super hard foam roller, all you're gonna do is damage the tissue, right? So you don't wanna damage it, you just wanna gently. Everything, everything is like, you don't want pain. <laughs> like you don't, like yeah. if it's painful, and then you're, then you're doing, you're using the wrong thing for you. Yeah, and why, right? why do you specifically say the quads then? Why'd you mention the quads? Because quads, that's the one that's the most sensitive when people do foam rolling and try to foam roll their quads for the first time. Yeah your foam roller is too intense for you. Okay. You need a softer foam roller. If, if it hurts doing your quads, it should feel really good. Anything you foam roll, anything stretching, foam rolling, massage gun, all that stuff should feel good. It shouldn't be painful. Pain is not, is not a good sensation when you're trying to relax your muscles. Okay, all right. Like, Another question. So you yeah. mentioned this before when you on the last topic about PNF stretching. So. Oh, PNF. Are you going to make me use my science brain? Uh, what is, what is proprioceptive? Pro <laughs> I know, I was like, proprioceptive. Facilitation. There you go. So I know what it stands for, but you could Thank you. It. Thank you, doctor. I got you. <laughs> so go ahead now and break it down. <laughs> I know, I was like, the funniest thing is, is when, you, when you've known stuff for so long, and then you're like, what does that actually stand for again? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like you're just kind of like, it's PNF. Exactly. It's PNF. Exactly. Um, so PNF, it is a contraction and relax system. So um, let's do an example. So I am going to use my, we're going to do a bicep stretch. So I am going to, I'm trying to get one that I can get my whole, my whole screen in here. So we're going to do a bicep stretch, right? So I'm going to get my hand out. I'm going to take my other hand. And I'm going to just pull gently until I feel a stretch in either my forearms or my biceps. If I feel it in my forearms, then my forearms are too tight, which they actually really are. Um, but this is technically a bicep stretch, right? That right there was an assessment, guys. <laughs> that, that is part of assessment, right? I'm doing a bicep stretch, but I'm feeling it only in my forearms. What does that tell me? That tells me that my forearms are having some tightness issues and they're probably overworking for my biceps. Yeah. Ha -ha. Uh, so, <laughs> to create a PNF stretch, all you're going to do is, so I'm pulling with my left hand. This is my right hand, left hand. So I'm pulling my left, my right, my right hand down, fingers down with my left. And then to do a PNF, I'm going to push my right fingers into my left just slightly resisting with my left for about three to five seconds. And then I'm going to relax again. And then we're going to increase the stretch a little bit more. Mm. Okay. So it's a little, it's, it's putting together activation and relax and the relaxation of the stretch at the same time. So you can kind of see what's going on whenever you create that contraction, it activates the muscle and it's like, and then sometimes that when you release after that, it will let it let go. Um, I, use the, I use that if I'm having trouble uh, stretching in an area. Um, if an area is just not releasing, 
we'll go a little, we'll spend a little time, do some PNF in there. I also use it um, if clients are having trouble relaxing, okay. right? Because there are people that, that like- They're all doing this at home right now. <laughs> I know, the thing stopped. Yeah. I was like, all the questions stopped because everybody's doing it. Everybody's Yay! at home just doing this. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. And, that's, and half of assess, and that's why I say, try to learn your body if you're going to be able to try to help others. Because yeah. even just that, right? Learning that, oh, my forearm's tight. Yeah. Right? This is the bicep stretch, right? But I don't feel it at all in my bicep. Yeah. All I feel is my forearms, right? That's telling me a lot of information. And even if you don't know what that means, think about it, mm -hmm. right? I always say, like, the most, like, intelligent, the most, um, and, yeah, the most intelligent people are the most curious, mm -hmm. right? Because all, all it takes is, hey, I don't understand this. Let me try to yeah. understand this. Exactly. Right. And when you start going down that road of trying to understand what it is, you're going to find out more things along the way. 100%. Yeah. And I think like every therapist needs to do that. So I always, when I ever teach my courses, I always encourage, I'm like, when people, sometimes people ask me questions and I'll ask them a question back because I want you to think about it. Okay. Right. Like if you try to um, puzzle it out a lot of times, that information will stick in your brain more than if I just tell you an answer and you just write it down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the body doesn't work like that, right? Like there's no. <laughs> and I, I think this ties into to another question. So in just terms of book, good book recommendations on stress therapy. So, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Devin's library. <laughs> So um, this one is out. It's, it really wasn't posed there. I really was just using it. Yeah. So I'm a reflexologist. So we talk about the joy of reflexology. Um, one course that I've taken that is really good in terms of assessment is neurokinetic therapy. And that is uh, David Weinstock. He actually teaches courses all over the world. They travel. Um, so you can take those pretty much wherever you are. Um, I took mine a couple years ago in Ottawa. Um, and it was really the book. You can get the book and try to understand the book, but take the course. Honestly, it's really intensive. It will like after day, it's two day workshop. My brain hurt after day one. Like all I wanted to do is just lie down. Cause like, just think like trying to make the connections and understanding, but honestly, it helps me so much in my business. It helped me so much with my clients and understanding and doing like assessment of, um, it's kind of like muscle testing, mm. right? So understanding some of the relationships within yeah. the body, that was like an amazing, yeah. amazing course to take. Yeah. Um, and then um, there's also fascial stretch therapy with um, Anne Frederick and Chris Frederick. Mm. That's also a really great book for uh, stretch therapy. How many of your guests had their books ready? Come on. <laughs> You guys are getting top-notch teaching <laughs> out of this world. But uh, for sure, um, definitely um, have to save those and, and take note of all those. But uh, thank you, Devin, for, for answering these great questions. There's, there's a few more, and there's a few more questions I, I have for you. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep those going. Just let me keep scrolling through the chat here. <laughs> Somebody asked this question. So while stretching the hamstrings, will you recommend to use pelvic or depends on the contraction itself? All right, I'll give you, um, by the way, sports med, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I love you because you laugh at all my jokes. 
like I always I'm like I'm like a dad jokes person so anybody that laughs I'm like you're my kind of people <laughs> shout out to the real ones um anybody somebody just asked where you can find these books you could go online mm -hmm. and search um they're pretty much available wherever you can order them yeah. and get them delivered I think I order everything online so order them and get them delivered to you uh hamstrings okay um, I actually did a talk on this <laughs> uh, last summer and uh, somebody asked the exact same question and um, hamstrings. Uh, I could talk to you about some of the causes that I've seen with tight hamstrings, what causes tight hamstrings. I cannot tell you specifically what's going on with your hamstrings without a full assessment yeah. because on, it's, it's like we've been saying, yeah. there is no one, there is no one fix all. If you if you go on a website and somebody's like do this and this will fix your hamstrings, uh, they're lying. <laughs> you, see, you see too much of that. They don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. They really don't because what you have to do you have to you have to assess it right. Um, hamstring issues can be caused from anything from your feet, your calves, your quads, your like hips your glutes, like it could be caused from so many different things, your hamstring tightness, it could be caused because it's overworking or underworking. The same things that I've been saying. So like, if your quads, if you're, there's a lot of people, um, depending on their sport and activities that they do, but the majority of people in the world are actually, well, let's say in North America, I don't know outside of North America, in North America are quad dominant. Right. So if you look at it to see if someone's quad dominant, you can flex, you can look at people's legs and tell if they're quad dominant or hamstring dominant. I'm probably one of the few people in the world that's hamstring dominant, <laughs> but quad dominant people. And that's why I have problems with my quads because yeah. <laughs> I'm hamstring dominant. <laughs> right. So if you're a quad dominant person, a lot of times you'll have problems with your hamstrings, which means your hamstrings are weaker than your quadriceps mm -hmm. um, or your hamstrings, it, a lot, sometimes it just is a stretching issue where they're just like, you're not stretching them. They're too contracted. When you do work them, you're not, you're not also mobilizing and stretching them. So then they just get, grow all contracted. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to run. And they're like, what? Pop. Right? So there's so many things I can't, mm -hmm. I literally cannot give you. So people are asking in the question bubble, just the names of the books. I, I, I wrote down one of them. So the, it was neurokinetic therapy. And then, and then the other is fascial stretch therapy. Fascial stretch therapy. Okay. So to whoever was asking that, there you go. Okay. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So Devin, MD Jones, let's, let's keep it moving. Let's keep asking these. So in terms of, you know, we're in these times, COVID, a lot of people working from home, sitting down a lot. Just want to know what are we commonly seeing? You know, what are some of the major issues that you commonly see, and how? What can we do in our daily lives to, to kind of change these? And I know it's a general statement; it all depends. There's no typical fix, but let's just talk about some of the things that that are common right now. It's lots of things. It's yeah. hips, hips and glutes. Yeah. I honestly, everybody, I was like, I literally have not been open since for this year. Yeah. because of all of our lockdowns. I'm in Toronto for anybody who's not in Toronto and doesn't understand that we've literally been in lockdown yeah. forever. So I can't actually practice right now. Um, but last year, um, 
after the first lockdowns and everybody came out and when I was stretching, everybody, every single person had glute issues. Every single person. Because everybody was sitting for hours and very little movement because people weren't getting out as much. Um, every single person <laughs> well, was, was having glute issues. Um, so with the... Um, also in conjunction with glutes were the hips, right? If you just look at how you're sitting, right? When you're sitting, your hips are contracted, your glutes are completely turned off. So the glute issues were because the glutes are inactive and completely turned off because they haven't been doing anything. So you're losing muscle in that area. Yeah. They're not strong enough. Your back is taking over and trying to support you instead of your glutes in doing in basic sitting movements where if your glutes were strong enough, they would support you a little bit better. Um, hips are, are working contracted and not getting stre and not getting enough mobility. Yeah. Those two things are really, really major. So like I always tell people, Oh, do you, do we want to get on the floor and do some exercise? <laughs> look at, look at the, how I'm taking, look how I'm yeah. taking your show to the next level. That's awesome. this is elite, elite Instagram welcome, welcome to my workout space. There we go. Okay. Forgetting, like I said before, top notch teaching. I'm going to undo my uh, headphones, though, because then I'll be just... So, right. just ex explain what we're doing here right now. Oh, right. I'm going to show you one of the things that I give every... Almost... Not everybody, but a lot of people end up having to do for homework. So, we're going to go... Let me take my socks off so I don't die and slip. All right. Let's move you back so you can get a better view. Okay. So you're going to do a bridge. This is one thing you could do literally every morning when you wake up and not have to get out of bed. Isn't that not the best stretch ever? So you're going to go into a bridge, but you're going to keep your knees locked together and don't let them come apart. Feet are hip distance apart. And you're going to peel your hips up off the ground all the way up. And you're going to keep your knees squeezed together and hold for as long as you can, and then you're gonna slowly peel down. And peel up and down. And you wanna try to get to parallel. You're gonna see, a lot of people are gonna get to here, and that's all they can do, right? I want you to try to get yourself to the point where you can get all the way up, okay? If you are more advanced, you can do these single legs, so knees are still together, one leg is straight, keep those knees together, come all the way up. And you can do it also one side, all the way up. So you're working twofold at the same time. Okay. Okay. So in this, you are strengthening your glutes because you're squeezing your glutes. And also, please make sure your glutes are actually doing the work. If you're doing this and you only feel your hamstrings, you just assessed yourself and you know that something's going on. <laughs> you, go. you don't know what, but you can think, create a hypothesis from that. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the moral of this, this session, you know, the, the, the assessment to always be curious about yourself and just asking these questions. But for sure, thank you. If something's so hurting, that. ask why. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Ask all these questions. But just due to time, uh, let's, let's, let's keep it moving. And... Oh, wait, can I finish that thought? Yeah, for sure. Sorry. So, the reason why I, I like that exercise, especially for people right now, it's because you have one, like I said, you're activating your glutes, right? Which has been turned off from sitting so much. 
and you're stretching your hip flexors at the exact same time. So you're getting two things done at the same time. You're activating, you're stretching and activating your hip flexors and you're activating your glutes at the same time. Awesome, awesome. No, that was that was great to, to, to get it. I'm just gonna stay I'm just gonna stay down here. Okay, that's cool. So in terms of <laughs> let's kind of wrap up with the expectations of the session. Um, what's kind of is it painful? I know these are these are questions that people have, you know, what's gonna happen after, how are they gonna feel after? Is it a one time fix? Is it, you know, how many sessions do you and I know these these are hard to ask, once again, going back to that theme of being not a just a typical fix one fit job but let's talk about that all right some of the expectations for sessions and then we could um, wrap up with these questions everybody's different of course yeah um but at the same time um there's i always say it's intense yeah not painful okay right uh the glute stretch what i have like the probably the most intense glute stretch you will ever have is when you come in for a session mm. <laughs> <laughs> the most intense i was actually in the neurokinetic therapy course which was is mostly chiropractors that take that course yeah. i was the only stretch myself and one other guy were the only stretch therapists and personal trainers in the course and uh they weren't really very familiar with stretch therapy. So I was showing them, I'm like, I'm like, you want a really good glute stretch, right? Let me show you this. And I was showing it to them and they were just like fascinated. They're like, how do you get so deep? What's going on? And then they were like getting pulled into it. It was, it was really cool to like share that with them. Yeah. And I, that's why I also love taking a lot of courses. Cause when you take them with different, different people, then you get different viewpoints on handling a similar issue, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's gonna, it's, it's intense. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I don't find it painful. I just find it intense. When I get it done, when I do it, I try to create that intensity because I want to take you to a point that you wouldn't be able to take yourself. Okay. Sweet. Sweet. So oh. that's what's important. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll see a few other questions. So somebody's asking. Oh, my foot chart. The foot chart. My foot chart is my reflexology chart because I'm a reflexologist. Okay. That's that's a whole different session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Not next week. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. Don't make these don't make these promises. But, <laughs> but um, Devin M D Jones, once again, thank you for the session. Um, do you have any last words? Anything else you want to add on? I think we can wrap up now. Um. Honestly, same thing I've just been saying, always assessing. Yeah. Assessment is everything. Um, assessing your body. Like even when I was doing those, uh, those hip, <laughs> the, the, the bridges, yeah. I was like, oh, my left hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like, fight through it because you got you to gotta make the point. But I was like, we're, we're going to deal with that after we get off of this. For sure. For sure. <laughs> well, right? And deal with it. Don't ignore it. Like don't actually ignore it. Like yeah. if you're feeling a twinge in somewhere, just be like, oh, I'm going to stop. Don't just stop. Find out why. I know. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And if you don't, if you don't feel like comfortable doing it, uh, one, you can hire someone to yeah. do it. Um, like I do virtual stretch sessions. If you want to do a virtual stretch session with me, um, hopefully we'll be in person again soon. I'll be able to take more clients. Um, the course, somebody was asking about the course, the performance stretch system. You can either take it online right now. Um, and that's at sarahmariano.com. I'll type it in here in a second. Um, 
or you can do, uh, we're teaching an in-person course in San Diego next month. So if you want to come in person, we're going to be in San Diego to doing a two-day workshop, teaching, okay. a, teaching, certifying stretch therapists. Okay, sweet. Um, I think everybody really loved this session, Devin. So thank you once again. Guys, make sure to follow Devin MD Jones on Instagram. Check out what they're doing with the performance stretch system. And thank you once again. Really enjoyed this one. Take care, everybody. Thanks for coming through. Thanks, Devin. Thanks for having me. That's, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Bye.